Welcome, friends! I'm your host, Adrian, and yes, you found us, Tea with Puppets, a podcast about Canadian stamp collecting. Yeah! This is episode number 15, and today we'll be talking about the recently released stamps from Canada Post honoring Canadian opera. So get yourself cozy, and we'll jump right into it in just a moment. Hello friends, thanks for joining us. Today we'll be talking about the five stamps issued by Canada Post celebrating two Canadian penned operas as well as three individuals who have distinguished themselves in the world with their operatic talents. The stamps were designed by Parcel Design, the first stamps they've ever done for Canada Post. Creative director Gary Bielek and designer Christine Dew, along with illustrator Peter Strain, have created a five-stamp issue that works well together and embodies the color and drama of modern operatic performances. Let's look at each of the stamps and the stories behind them. We'll start by examining the stamps depicting two important Canadian operas. The first we'll consider is the opera inspired by the story of Louis Riel. We covered the stamps and story of Louis Riel in our last episode, so check out episode 14 if you want to learn more about him. For now though, and for those who don't know who Louis Riel is, the short version of his story is that he was a political leader who fought for Matisse rights. He is also considered the founder of modern-day Manitoba and was later hung for treason during a rebellion against Canadian authority in the Saskatchewan Valley. Now, if we look at the opera that was inspired by his life, the full-length three-act opera was commissioned by the Chalmers Fund as part of Canada's centennial celebrations in 1967. It was initially produced by the Canadian Opera Company, and with financial assistance from the Canadian Centennial Commission, the Canadian Council, and the Ontario Arts Council. The Louis Riel opera was composed by Harry Summers and features a libretto by Mavar Moore in collaboration with Jacques Lagrande. The opera romanticizes the life of the legendary Matisse leader. It is also considered by many as the most famous Canadian-made opera ever written. Now let's hear the late Harry Summers talk about his best-known work, Cuyas. The opening very opening motif of this song which he sings unaccompanied the motif itself the first oh five or six notes comes from a chief of the scatine uh, in the west coast and i found this so extraordinarily beautiful that um, i then just used that as a kind of basic structure in which i developed the whole song what she's singing about uh, after the opening which is essentially a lament for the passing of a people to me kayas long ago the first are two non-meaning words, hanol, which is just an expression of the lament. Then it moves into words which describe a hunt. And it ends after this description of the hunt with kayas, that was long ago, once there was a great chief, long ago, long ago. And she keeps reiterating this phrase and finishes what is the combination of a lullaby to the child and an expression of her people and the sadness, really, in relation to Riel, who is the chief now of this whole movement and her feelings.
If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then you're in luck. The opera is being restaged April 20th to May 13th, 2017 at the Four Seasons Center in Toronto. It's a great way to mark the 50th anniversary of this opera. Now let's look at the stamp that Canada Post issued for this opera. It doesn't focus solely on Louis Riel, but rather two men on horseback with one of them flying the Métis flag. Behind them is a newspaper blaring about the Riel Rebellion of 1885. However, there is much left to the imagination in the stamp. Is Riel one of the people on the horses? Who are they waiting for? It's really up to you to decide, and I appreciate them leaving so much room for interpretation. The next opera that's celebrated by Canada Post in stamp form is Philomena. The opera was composed by John Estacio with a libretto by John Morell. It tells the true story of the only woman ever to be hanged in Alberta. The story of Philomena starts with Emilio Piccarello, also known as Emperor Pick, a charismatic Italian who ran a thriving booze smuggling operation stretching from Nelson, B.C. to Regina. He also had a respectable parallel career as a hotel and restaurant owner and town councillor. Piccarello took under his wing a young Philomena who had immigrated from Italy as a child. At age 15, she was wed to the much older Carlo Losandro, and it was a loveless and arranged marriage. Interestingly enough as well, Carlo was a member of Piccarello's crew. Eventually, Philomena was lured into the bootlegger business, and her job was to pose along with Piccarello's son Steve as a young couple, and this allowed them to move freely across the border without arousing any suspicion. One day, during a solo bootlegging run, Steve was shot, though not killed, by Constable Stephen O. Lawson. Piccarello and Philomena subsequently accosted Constable Lawson, who was later killed. It was unclear who pulled the trigger, and both Piccarello and Philomena were charged with the murder. Neither testified at the trial, but their lawyer reportedly steered most of the blame towards Philomena, in the belief that the jurors would never sentence a woman to death, or if they did, that the sentence would be commuted. But it didn't work out that way, and both were hung for the death of the constable. The trial held as it happened in a tiny opera house in Coleman, Alberta, drew national media attention and sparked endless gossip. Some speculated Picarello and Philomena were lovers. Others contended that Philomena and Steve were having an affair, which might explain why she wanted to avenge his shooting. All of this remains unknowable. Playwright John Morell, who poured over the transcripts of trial, is convinced of one thing. If the case were her today... Picarello and Philomena would never have been sent to their deaths. John Morell has been quoted as saying, there's just too much contradictory testimony. Either a mistrial would have been declared or they would have been given a lesser sentence. What we do know about the story is that it makes for a great opera. Philomena premiered in 2003 and was co-commissioned as a production by the Calgary Opera and the Banff Centre for the Arts and Creativity. It is the most produced Canadian grand opera in history and has received great acclaim from audiences and critics alike. The opera was most recently restaged by the Calgary Opera in celebration of Canada's 150th birthday, and the performance took place in early February. Let's take a moment to listen to some of the music from Philomena.
just amazingly moving music. Now let's take a closer look at the stamps that celebrate this opera. Up front on the stamp, we see two individuals. One is holding jugs of what we can assume is illegal booze. Behind them are the Rockies, and further back in the foreground is a headline that both are found guilty, screaming across the morning Albertan. This is a nice touch and shows the historical care taken with the stamp. The morning Albertan was published until 1924 before undergoing a series of subtle name changes under various owners, and eventually it became known as the Calgary Sun. So now that we've covered the two operas that Canada Post has honored, let's look at the three additional stamps that they have released to pay homage to artists who have placed Canadian opera talent on the map. The stamps themselves are simply portraits, so we won't delve too deep into the design, but focus more on the people on these stamps. The first artist we'll talk about is Gerald Finley. He was born in Montreal and received his musical education in Ottawa and in England. He's particularly renowned for his interpretations of the Mozart roles such as Guglielmo, Papageno, Figaro, The Count, and Don Giovanni. He made his New York City debut at the Metropolitan Opera on January 24, 1998. He has subsequently performed the title role of Don Giovanni and Marcello in Puccini's La Boheme at the Metropolitan. In addition to his success with Mozart, Finley has been active in contemporary opera. In June 2014, he was made an Officer of the Order of Canada. Let's listen to him in action. Here is Gerald performing as Don Giovanni, O Come to the Window.
such a moving performance. The stamp in his honor does a great justice of depicting him in full voice. The next artist honored by Canada Post is soprano Adrienne Pizanka. She is regarded internationally as being amongst the greatest operatic voices of the modern stage. Pizanka was born in Poughkeepsie, New York, and grew up in Burlington, Ontario, Canada. She graduated from the Opera School of the University of Toronto, and she also graduated from the University of Western Ontario in 1985. Her professional debut occurred with the Canadian Opera Company in 1988. In 1995, she made her British debut at Glenbourne as Donna Elvira in Don Giovanni and debuted at the Metropolitan Opera in 2004 as Lisa in Tchaikovsky's The Queen of Spades. Her operatic repertoire includes Mozart, Britain, and more recently, Wagnerian roles. In 2007, she was made an officer of the Order of Canada. Now let's listen to her in action. Here's Adrian performing in Tosca at the San Francisco Opera. such power in her voice. The stamp to honor Adrian shows her looking off into the distance, probably just about to start a moving performance. Now let's move to the final of the three Canadian operatic greats honored by Canada Post. The late operatic director Irving Gutman, known as the father of opera in Western Canada. He is known for his artistic vision and is credited with discovering and fostering some of the country's greatest talent. Born in Chatham, Ontario, Irving Gutman was raised in Blackville, New Brunswick, and moved with his parents to Montreal in his teens. In 1960, Gutman established himself in British Columbia, the base from which he began a series of noteworthy achievements in opera in Western Canada. He became the founding artistic director of the Vancouver Opera in 1960, remaining in that capacity until 1974, and again from 1982 to 1984. He co-founded the Edmonton Opera, the Regina Opera Company, and the Manitoba Opera, the latter of which he served as artistic director from 1977 to 1998. He was also the founding artistic director of the Saskatchewan Opera from 1991 to 2001 and an artistic advisor to the Calgary Opera from 1998 to 2001. Some of the other honors to his name include being made a member of the Order of Canada in 1988 and being inducted into several Hall of Fames, including the Canadian Opera Hall of Fame in 1995. Unfortunately, he passed away on December 7, 2014, in Vancouver. The stamp that honors him is a simple portrait of Mr. Gutman looking at the viewer, or maybe as he would, watching one of the great performances he helped bring to the stage. In all honesty, though, the stamps in the set are really meant to work together, and to me, these are best collected on the five-stamp souvenir sheet. The stamps are also available in booklets of ten, but unfortunately, I feel you lose some of the creative vision constructed by the stamp designers at Parcel Design. 
Trust me, you won't be disappointed if you stick to the souvenir sheet. Also, don't forget, like most stamps issued this year for Canada's 150th anniversary, the words Canada 150 will appear when the stamps are viewed under a black light. So that's it for the 15th episode. Thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing the show with your friends. The time you take to do this helps us get the word out, so we appreciate it immensely. If you're looking for more info about the show, make sure to check us out at teawithpuppets.com. To see the stamps we mentioned in this episode and more, click on the show notes image at the top right corner of our website or the link we've added to the description of this podcast. If you have any podcast feedback, ideas for guests, cool stories, or more, we'd love to hear it too. You can email us over at feedback at teawithpuppets.com. Finally, if you're on Facebook, make sure you like our page or follow us on Twitter at our handle, teawithpuppets. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon for our next episode. Have a super rest of the day, and happy collecting.